The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerate, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780-ESPN's your number. 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can also watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Miss the first hour, had a little Justin Verlander talk, had a little uh, Texans talk, a little general NFL talk. Uh, we were talking about potential free agents that the Texans could look at that would be cheap. Jason Braddock uh, texted me some low-cost free agent running backs, says sign two and draft a rookie late. Tell me if any of these names do anything for you. Jamal Williams. Yeah. Wayne Gallman. Yeah. Brian Hill. Yeah. Mike Davis. All, all these guys. Well, Mike Davis, I, Mike Davis, we mentioned earlier, I, I wonder if the Panthers are almost going to be forced to keep Mike Davis after having McCaffrey hurt all year. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd much rather have one of those like low tier guys and then draft someone late. Right. And hope that it pans out that one of the two of them at least pans out. And then in a year where you can once you can stockpile some more draft picks, you can readdress it more seriously at that point. But really, the core of your team needs to be addressed first because, you know, we see all the time people finding running backs off the streets. You know what you don't see being found off the streets? Offensive tackles. Yeah. Uh, pass rushers. Uh, cornerbacks. It just it doesn't happen very often. So that those are the those are the things that you really have to address with your draft capital. Quarterbacks, obviously, you can't just find coming in off the street. Right, and, and, but, and yeah, cornerbacks uh, are, are difficult. You can find occasionally, you can hit one, but that's pretty rare. Like AJ Bouye, you hit, yeah. I mean, that's a guy you found off the street and it worked out. Yeah, but that's a rare case. Right, uh, and then eventually someone paid AJ Bouye, and now <laughs> they probably have regrets about it. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's the thing. You know, you have to find those guys yourself. Because if, if you wait and sign them after somebody else did, usually it doesn't work out. Nope. But anyway, I just it just had some uh, interesting uh, interesting scenarios that maybe you can tweak some things to be less sucky next year. Uh, got any thoughts on tonight's game? Uh, I don't. I, I, I looked at it a lot, and I know it's, what's it now, four for the Chargers? Yeah. Um, or or I, I, I'm just not... I don't want to be in the business of betting on Anthony Lynn, and four feels like too many to bet on the Raiders. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I do do think I'm going to lean over here a little bit uh, if you want to play a total. But the Raiders are so tough to bet totals on because they have games where they – I mean, they, they, they don't show up at they all. They just show – and it's like 10 points. And then they have games where they're in the 40s. I, I don't yeah. know what the Raiders are. Um, I, think, I think with the short week and – you know, the, the Chargers are kind of a mess, too. I, I, I think there'll be some scoring in here. I hope there is because I need Austin Eckler to put up about 200 points. <laughs> but I don't need him to. It would just be nice. I want him to. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've got a very comfortable lead. I don't want to choke it. I do not want to Texans this. Actually, this would be more like Falcons 28-3. to 
Mm, so don't remind me of this. <laughs> yeah, one seventy eight to one oh nine. I, I I just if if he just goes up and puts out thirty puts up thirty points, I won't sweat the rest of the week. It's funny the Raiders who have gone from look looking like a surefire playoff team to now a team on life support. I, I it's it's hard to know if that if they are you know if they're a contender or they're just a team that's you know just a bad team that had a good run early you know yeah. I, it's hard to tell uh i you know what if you remember last year they got off to a really good start and you thought hey this might be a playoff yep. team they kind of faded late i think you're seeing the same thing and i don't know if that's just uh you know coaching or what that they, they, they get figured out by the end of the year and they don't adjust so um, and it could have something to do with them having a pretty old school coach. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the middle to low end running backs work better when you have a decent line, and I, I think they they have a decent line. They just they, oh, really, you know, you know. I mean, do you think that the do you think the Jags have a good line? Yeah, yeah. I think the Jags line isn't bad. It's not the worst. It's not yeah. great. But James Robinson looks like a, a world beater. All of a sudden, yeah. they found him. Where where did he come from? Yeah. Like, you can find guys, and if you, you're right. I mean, if you have a trash offensive line, it's difficult. I don't know that the Texans. It's, it's not you know their greatest strength, but it's also not their greatest weakness either. No, and I think they're. I also, think it's the epitome of a decent offensive line. I also think it's maybe the most poorly coached position group on I the roster. I agree with that too. And again, you can improve just by getting better coaching, and that's that's assuming they do. I, I I don't know that Cal McNair is going to make the right choice here, and and that that guy is going to make the right choice on who he hires. That's all part of it. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Yeah, I just start to hit on the, the Verlander thing again. Basically, I think we we both think, hey, yeah, it's cool if you could, nice if you could rush him back. It's not happening. It's just it. In in the history of that surgery, nobody's been able to do that. And, I mean, sure, if you're him, you're a competitor, you're going to try. And if you're the Astros, hell, if you can get something out of him, yeah, great. But I I, I think that's just kind of maybe stirring up some false hope. That's all. Yeah. It, I mean, it probably is. But it's – listen, if you're talking about a, a franchise – the, the, some a fan base that could use some hope at this point. It's probably the Astros. I, I mean, I, I think most people... any Texas or Houston team. That's true. Yeah, the Rockets are like, oh well, we're, we're going to have to trade our best player because he's a turd. Yeah, you know, there's not much hope there that you're going to do well on that. And then the Astros, oh, no George Springer, no Michael Brantley, maybe. Yeah, uh, Aaron's going to be playing outfield for him. Um, yeah, I, Aaron has no range for the outfield. Honestly, I do not. It would be funny though. Yeah, I don't know. You, you think better or worse than Jordan Alvarez? Aaron, you you, you were a uh, have you ever been a softball guy? Were, were you ever a softball player? No. Okay. Never had the real time to do it. Like okay. I'd love to play in a beer league, but I just don't have time. Yeah, I wonder where you'd fit positionally in a beer league. I don't know. Catcher or right field? It, probably catcher is my guess. That's that's where they put everybody. That's where they hide people. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be afraid of getting running o- getting run over if they wanted to try to truck me. At home plate, uh, who, who would? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Drunk ask people. It. Yeah, I've I've been in some leagues with guys who would run you over because they were drunk and all roided up. I was in a kickball league where we got into a fight over the rules. Oh boy, 
Oh, man. We once had a guy who uh, struck out in slow-pitch softball, and he was so roided up, he went and took his bat and beat the hell out of a telephone pole. And That it, makes sense. Yeah, it's like, boy, if you had just hit the ball, you wouldn't have had to hit the pole. And it's like, it was one of those that he just lost his mind. Nobody, nobody wanted to go anywhere near him and say anything. It's like, dude, for one thing, we're up 15 runs. Yeah. You struck out. Big deal. Have a beer. That was that was the age of all of us were doing steroids because nobody knew it was. At one point, NASA had a slow pitch softball. League. I don't know if they still do, but one of the teams that always won, their pitcher was like in her 40s, but she played college softball. So her slow pitch was still whizzing by everybody, and everybody would be like, well, that's not fair. And they were like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. She's their pitcher. Sucks. Sorry. But that's what they – and like they had flag football teams. There was one team that both their wide receivers went to the military academy on football and were wide receivers and were blazing fast even in their 30s and just would outrun everybody and all they would just have a guy with an arm just chuck it up and that was it. The thing that made me go back and uh and go back to school cuz when I was working offshore and uh I, my girlfriend at the time worked for a a law firm and her lawyer buddies uh would they asked me to come. They they had like a, a law firm softball league where basically it was everybody who worked at each law firm put together a team, and I and it, it spouses were allowed. And even though I wasn't a spouse, I was allowed, and I was kind of their ringer. And but they had a rule where you could only hit two home runs in a game. Oh, I, I always hated that rule. And then my so I hit two home runs in a game. My third at bat, I couldn't hit a home run, or I would have been out. So I was trying to leg out a triple, and I slid into third base and broke my ankle. Oh. And now I couldn't go work offshore anymore. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I just called the the company I was working for. I was like, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to come back out. And I just went to went to school. <laughs> but yeah, beer league softball or lawyer beer league softball is how I uh, I, I hate that home run rule. We the last time I played was about four years ago in. Uh, we were in Saskatchewan, and the wife's cousins had a team, and they were short a player for this tournament. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, sure, I'll play. And I'm left-handed, and the, the right field porch is like nothing, and the wind's blowing that way about 40 miles an hour. So basically, you just pop the ball up, and it's gone. Yeah. So the first two times up, that's exactly what I do. I mean, it's not like I'm hitting the ball hard. It's just pop it up, boom, gone, home run, home run. Get up there the third time, do the same thing. You're out. Like, what? Yeah. Nobody bothered to tell me that. The, the problem is, like, when you play against good softball players, they pitch it like it's got such an arc on it that it's really hard to hit home runs. But crappy softball players pitch the ball flat. Right. And you can hit that ball a really, really long way without a whole lot of effort. Uh, I, I was never, like, some great softball player. But if you like, if you threw me a flat pitch, I could turn on it and, and let it go. I wasn't really – I honestly feel like – uh, you have to be pretty fast to be a good softball player, and I'm not very fast. I don't know. I've seen a lot of guys who are just big and strong, and they're yeah. pretty good. But the the one advantage I would always have is that, and I when I went up for my next at bat, this is what I did because I'm left handed. Everybody automatically shifts, mm-hmm. and I don't care where you put the ball; I can knock it down the third baseline. And so I'll just do that. I had, you know, you're you're safe every time. It's it's a hit. And like it'll take them three or four at bats to realize, you know what? We probably shouldn't shift on this guy. How did we get to this conversation? 
I have no idea. Fred nominated me to go play right field for the Astros. Oh, yeah. okay, that's what it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, then you got on softball. I know. I was just I was curious the the methodology of us getting there. I'd totally forgotten by that point. <laughs> well, is that is that such a bad thing? But maybe that's Justin Verlander's move. Instead right. of pitching for the Astros, he pitch left handed in a beer league. Like that that's the move. I like it. <laughs> Yo Adrian says, so none of you guys were Al Bundy playing softball. No. Never had seven six touchdowns in a single game. I I don't I don't know what the equivalent of that is. If it's two home runs in a lawyer league, I did that a couple times. <laughs> uh, well, I, I want to make it really clear that the only reason I hit two home runs in that game is because we're playing on a prairie with a 30-mile-an-hour wind straight to right field in a really short porch. That I mean, honestly, I, I bet your son could hit a ball 300 feet past that fence. <laughs> That's I don't think my son can hit a ball 300 feet. But With I, that wind, he could. Well, I'm sure he. So when you snapped your ankle, did all the other lawyers like bring out the form that you signed saying you couldn't no. sue anybody? The worst part was I, I, I was like, oh man, because I'd never broken a bone in my life, and I didn't. I, I knew I, I thought I'd sprained it, but I was safe at third, so I jumped up and I like shook it a little bit, and then the next guy hit the ball, and when I broke to run home. It just like folded, like, and I was like, "Oh no, that's not good." And yeah, you break a lot. I do break a lot. Are you a I, vegan? I'm very fragile. Yeah, it's it's my I, I I'm like the opposite of a vegan, honestly. I yeah, well, be, because I, I I don't. Well, you know what? I'll tell you about the story when we come back and how it relates to your broken bone. Okay, how's that? That sounds good. I got to tell you guys about Carbock. Uh, something that's always good. I do ingest a lot of Carbock. That could have something to do with it. But Crawford Bock should make me stronger. I would think. Uh, but yeah, if you've got you've got a beer league softball game coming up, you, well, what are you going to bring? You're not going to bring some crappy old beer. You're going to bring some Carbock. You don't want to. I, w- I don't recommend barrel aged stouts if you're playing softball, but you want something built for the ballpark. Crawford Bach is the answer. You want something even lighter than that? How about the Love Street? Uh, they've got IPAs. They've, they've, there really is something for everybody on their menu, uh, and, and they've always got a great seasonal out. And at the restaurant, after you've played beer league softball, now you go to the restaurant, and there they've got all the beers like the barrel aged stouts, the, the bourbon barrel uh, Hellfighter. The, uh, the the barley wines. That's the stuff you drink after the game. Don't drink it during. Either way, stop by the restaurant. Uh, they're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Great tap list. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And when you're out and about, make sure you pick up some Carbot. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and we are back on the Blitz. Happy Thursday, everybody! Happy Thursday, Fred. Hope you guys are having a good one. It's a good day. Um, but we were we we're talking about you breaking stuff all the time. I don't know if you saw this study. But this is one of those where, yeah, I've, I've been transitioning into eating less meat. I think I may need to change my opinion on this. Because when you get old, you break stuff, right? Yeah. A new study found vegans are 43% more likely to break their bones. 
So here, that's another reason not to be because vegan. vegans don't drink milk. Well, they don't. They don't get any dairy, so they're not getting enough calcium. In comparison to meat eaters, they, they have lower calcium and protein intakes, and so they have a forty-three percent higher risk of fractures anywhere and in the hips, legs, and vertebrae. I don't want my vertebrae messed with. Now you, you break a hip, that's what old people do. That's going to happen to me. Yeah, but I mean, that, but once a vertebrae? You're a certain age. Once you're in your late fifties, if you break a hip, they got to put you down. No, that's not true. They replace the hip. Do they? I thought you're like they a replace horse. hips. They replace knees. No, they don't put you down until you're you're like sixty. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's when they start that. But <laughs> I thought like you you break your hip and the ambulance comes and they just they put up a, a little tent and <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, somebody brings out the needle and say, "Sorry, we just can't do anything about this one." And everybody cries and what. Yeah. It was best. For, it was best for the Fred. Yeah, it's like, we'll miss him, but hey, it's what he gets for being a vegan. That's right. For the record, I am not if a vegan. Only he'd eaten some cheese. Mix in a steak. Which, yeah, I'm tonight's steak night. So, well, there you go. There's, there's no vegan there. Uh, you could just eat mashed potatoes only. Yeah, I could do that, but I'm not what, going but to. What kind of life would that? No, be? I, I want some. I want some dead flesh on my plate tonight. That's the move. I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it all week. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, if you wish to uh, avoid breaking bones, just keep eating meat. Keep doing what you're doing. So, <laughs> and I'm getting texts from my 60 year old friends. <laughs> like, eh, don't, don't, don't be killing me yet. I got an email from United. Yeah. You guys give me what you think. I like to get to the airport usually about an hour before the flight leaves. That seems like the good move for me. Now it's probably, you could probably get there a lot later, but mm, well, I wouldn't take that chance. United though. sent me an email and said, please keep in mind that we're expecting the check-in process to take longer than usual. We recommend arriving at least two hours early for domestic flights. Really? Why would it take longer? I guess because the holidays, there's more people traveling. Oh, yeah. You, you are traveling around Christmas. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But two hours? <sighs> I mean, when I flew back during the summer to go to Colorado, they had like six checkout lines that normally would be open for security. Only two of them were open. Ooh. Is, so uh, it took forever to get through. Well, my flight leaves at like 7 a.m.? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, uh <laughs> but were were the bars open in the uh airport? No. Oh my god. We flew out at I think our flight was eight leaving. Yeah. No, seven it's so gonna be the got same to, thing. We got to IAH at like six thirty, six forty five, and we got to the gate, sat down for about ten minutes, and they're like, All right, time to get on. Hmm. You're flying out of uh Bush or hobby? Ho- or Bush. Bush. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Somebody was asking. Uh, I, well, it's United, right? It's United, yeah. yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I haven't even been anywhere near an airplane in. I haven't been since the summer. Yeah, you went, you did go this summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't know when I'll be going anywhere again on an airplane. I, Which, by the way, is the only, it's, that's the only time I've ever gone to. So I, I, I think I've been up for the winter once to Oregon. I don't like it. I don't like I don't like snow. I don't like being cold. I'm not looking forward to it. Plus, it's not that cold there though. 
it's in the 30s and 20s. Ooh, that's well, it's uh, not brutal. Uh, it's not Regina. <laughs> no. But it was 16 earlier this week. I don't care who you are, that's cold. Well, will it be when you get there? I hope not. Hmm. I don't want to do that. Hmm. I don't I don't like cold. I don't like the cold weather. I don't like snow and it's definitely <laughs> snowing there. It's I, been snowing ever since my wife got there. I don't mind I don't mind snow. I don't need it all the time though. Like, I, I like a little snow because we I'm, never see it here, right? I I grew up here, so snow was about as rare as me having sex. But the uh, but when I go to go to Canada, it's fun when it's there's some snow around when we go up for Christmas. But there was a year where we just had blizzard, blizzard, blizzard minus twenty five every single day, and you couldn't leave the house. That sucked. Yeah, imagine being locked with your in laws in the same house for seven days. I guess everybody can imagine that now because of, you know. The lockdowns, but yeah. You'll get to bend, what, right around 11 a.m.? Something noon? like that, yeah. You'll be in the high 30s. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's okay. not, that's what it was here. Um, yeah, but no snow. Eh. What, what, what's, and it's the mountain, so you know it's going to be windy. Eh. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, IOT says flying's a breeze right now. I love it. I travel frequently for work, and it's been great. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been hearing from people. I do. I do hope that... You know, tentatively, if if things go pretty well here with some of the stuff I'm working on, I, I might like to fly to Vegas for a weekend sometime in March. But that that would I don't have anything else even potentially on the horizon. So, uh, Blaine says hobby's been real quick. I have TSA pre-check though, uh, flown about 15 times this year for work. Yeah, that that's still one of the best things I ever invested in was getting that uh, global reentry card because it's got the TSA check on it. The only problem with it is, like, it shuts down at 6 o'clock at night. Yeah. So whenever we'd fly to Vegas or someplace like that, it was useless. He said, well, you know, you can they, they have a line for you where you don't have to take your shoes off, but you still have to go through the main line. Of course, usually there's nobody there, so it doesn't matter. But yeah. but it's I, I do highly recommend that if you travel a lot. That's just a good, uh, that's just a good investment. And I'm asking, doing any plays for tonight's game? I, I don't have anything. I did... Um, yeah, I, I if I were to going to play, I'd play the over. I I just can't. I don't trust the Raiders enough to give up four points. And yeah, the Chargers to me are, are. We talked about this last week when they played the Falcons. Can't touch either one of those teams. I've got no clue. So uh, I'd be staying away from that. But I I'd, I might throw a few bucks on the over. So there you have it. Um, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's try uh let's try Jason. Let's see what Jason wants to talk about. What's up, Jason? Hey guys, tomorrow when you're on location, uh, that's kind of hard on Twitch. I hate to be selfish, but I, th- I don't think normally when we replay it, we can see you guys. We can only hear you, correct? That's it. Yeah. Uh, you are going to do happy hour? Uh, I think we're, we're going to do happy half hour. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be, uh, Josh and I'll be doing it from there, and Aaron will be participating from here. And uh, it'll be less happy because I'm yeah, I, yeah. Well, it, Sorry, let, let's be honest. I mean, a- AJ is the mastermind of happy hour. It's not quite the same when he's not here. I did the best I could last time, and people thought I sucked. So, well, that was just me. But other people, well, no, probably would. No, it was other people thought that, not just you. So, Fred, you did a great job. You and Josh held down the fort. It was it was different. Sometimes different is good, and it still had me laughing and doing shots with y'all. So, you did a great job. Don't. Don't be hard on yourself. I wanted to uh, bring up the Rockets real quick, guys. I I didn't always see myself as a hardened defender. I'd kind of blame other people. Like Dwight was kind of a baby, and Kobe didn't get along with him either. And 
Chris Paul, he was never really liked on the Lakers, and he always gets injured. But man, I've had a best friend for uh, his best friend at my his best friend at my wedding. I've had a best friend for thirty seven years, and when Harden and Westbrook got together, I thought, man, best friends, this might work. And to see that article on Harden yesterday, I'm just like disgusted. And and frankly, if I'm filming for Tatum, I'm playing hardball. It's like if I don't get something for him. I'm not going to do what they did with Anthony Davis and just trade him to trade him and trade him where he wants to go with his buddy LeBron. And I'm thinking to myself, you have, you don't have a no trade clause, so I could send you wherever I want. I could even be spiteful if I wanted, but I'm not going to send him where he wants unless I get what I want. And they're going to have to draw a line in the sand because I know y'all both said it's better to kind of start over at this point because you're not going anywhere. And I agree with both of y'all, but I got to get something. If I'm going to the Sixers, I got to get Simmons or Embiid. If I'm going. Um, uh, to the uh, net, I gotta get I gotta get something besides those guys I've never even heard of, like Dinwiddie or whatever those names are. I just I, I I can't do that. I mean, I gotta get something that's gonna set me up for the future. I can't just give them away. So I, I'm I'm hoping that the reason that Harden hasn't talked to Rafael Stone is maybe Stone's trying to distance himself and not be like Maury and just give in. I think Josh has some real good takes on that from when he was on the other station about how they would try to micromanage in his. And his boss would text him and say, stop talking about Harden. I mean, I, I just can't even believe that kind of stuff happens. I guess you guys know about it because that's, that's your job, that's your business. But I'm kind of glad that's why you guys don't have a sports team on your station because I really kind of respect what you guys do. Well, that's kind of why we're glad we don't have one as well. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, you will have to get something back. You can't just give the guy away. I know you're, and and that's that's one thing where I think the Rockets are kind of doing it the right way. They're playing hardball so that they don't just do a deal just to do a deal. You, you can you can get back enough players to be a competitive franchise, uh, but you know we'll see. Uh, so I have I have fill-ins for you all set up now. All right, awesome. Uh, well, Josh, tomorrow obviously. Monday it'll be Patrick Creighton. Okay. Tuesday will be Jermaine Every. Wednesday will be Jerry Bow. Perfect. So nice, uh, nice collection of guys there. Obviously, it's it, not the same without AJ, but that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good group there. So it'll be fun. Um, I told Dallas, why didn't Harden just tell the Rockets privately? Maybe he did. You know, I, I mean, I know there were a lot of reports that he hadn't talked to him and all this stuff, but you know, I don't know. I, I, I think this is it, this is just a mess. They're going to have to do something. Or once the season starts, if he he shows up and just does his James stuff, this thing could go south in a hurry. It really could. Boy, what a great time to be a Houston sports fan. It really is. Sarcasm. (laughs) Yeah, that's a sarcasm alert. All right, uh, we come back. How about a little college football betting with the man himself, Sir Bradley Powers. We'll do that when we return. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. This is Hyvie Trophy winner and college football Hall of Fame, Mike Rozier, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. We have a quick giveaway for you. 
uh, Casa do Brazil, the new Brazilian steakhouse next to the Galleria, next to the station, wants to give a lucky listener a $100 gift card to come and enjoy their all-you-can-eat USDA meats, cheeses, countless vegetables, seafood, and much more. And uh, here's who's going to win a $100 gift card to Casa do Brazil to enjoy more than 40 of their gourmet items. They've also got happy hour every day from 4 to 7 p.m., so you can go over there and listen to us. You know, just put your headphones on. And live music every Friday night. Check them out at casadubrazil.com. So here's, here's, you're going to have to answer a question about them because it's a $100 gift card. So, there, so Aaron wants you to work for it. Uh, so the first caller who can tell us where their original location was at, what city, because this is the second one, the one that's near us. But the first one was in a different city. If you can call and tell us what city that was, at 713-780-3776, you win a $100 gift card. How about and, uh, that? Just a hint. If you go to their website, it's pretty prominent on there okay. to tell you the answer. Yeah, so go to their website. It's funny. I know where it is because I, I ate right next door to it uh, <laughs> here recently. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go to Brad Powers, man. Let's get some college football gambling going on. It's a big weekend, a lot of, a lot of terrific games. Brad, how you doing, my man? Doing all right. How you guys doing? We're surviving. We're, yeah, we're, you know, we're running out of college football. Are you excited that this this one's coming to an end? Has this been a successful season for Brad Powers in college football? Yeah, it's you know, it's been one of my better seasons ever. But uh, you know, it's it's been it's not been easy. So uh, not that it ever is, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not going to be sad to see it go. I'll just put it that way. Is there a? And I've had this frustration. I'm curious if you feel the same way. You put, I mean, it takes a long time to real, like to, to put in the work on a game and come to your angle and find out if you've got value enough to, to warrant betting on it. And, and then you've got to, you, you write it up and you put it out and then the game gets canceled. Like it's, it's so frustrating for me. I, I don't know how much that's wearing on you, but that's, that's the reason why I'm, I'm glad this thing is, is near, near finished. Yeah, no, no question about it. The, especially, I mean, you don't give it out if you don't think you're going to win going into it. So, yeah, I mean, that's certainly been frustrating. I, I've tried to kind of meander my way and try to stay away from some of those games that I anticipate could be canceled. I mean, that wasn't the case for me early on where I'd have like three games canceled each week. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it was frustrating to say the least. Hey, before we get to, to some of the games this weekend, a uh, big topic is whether or not Ohio State uh, should be in there right now in the top four, considering they're only going to play six games. From a power ranking perspective, like uh, what what number would you put on Alabama, Ohio State versus, say, Alabama, Texas A and M? Alabama, Ohio State, probably Bama nine. Uh, Alabama A and M is going to be Alabama like eighteen. So the you know, the Buckeyes in that seven to ten point range as far as being favored over the Aggies, so they're they're clearly superior. All right. Well, I know uh, one of the things we talked about is like if you're going to throw Ohio State into this conversation, why is USC not in this conversation? But what would what would Ohio State be against USC? <laughs> Ohio State uh, fifteen. Wow. So uh, very significant difference there. So Vegas basically agrees with the way they have them ranked. No question about it. I mean, they, they, they're doing a good job as far as the top four. Uh, everything else probably leaves a little bit to, des- to be desired. I, I mean, I actually think they're being too cute. They're like, they're being too much like Vegas. Uh, the, the fact that they're you know not moving teams after losses and stuff, that's what Vegas does. I mean, I still have Florida 7th, but that's a Vegas power rating. That's not necessarily 
you know, it should be standard for a college football playoff. I mean, uh, poll. So, you know, I have Iowa State as a, a top 10 team, but again, two losses, I mean, should, should matter, especially when one was to a Sunbelt team. So, I mean, I guess I'm okay with the committee, but to me, just because for the fact that, I mean, it's looking more like a Vegas power rating than anything else. You know, but I will say this with the Ohio State thing. Like, I don't know where Indiana ranks in your power ratings, but I assume that's who you've got is, is Ohio State's best win. Do you have Cincinnati and, and, and their best win being rated higher or USC and their best win being rated higher than Indiana? Like, I, I guess USC's best win is, is what, what who's it, Utah, somebody like that, or U, UCLA, I don't know. Yeah, I got Indiana 16, but keep in mind that's probably, you know, two, three points downgrade without Michael Penix. So if you'd upgrade that, uh, Indiana would be right around 11th or 12th in the country. They'd be about as good as Cincinnati. I mean, I got it's not like I'm down, you know, down on the, the Bearcats. I got the number 11 in my power rating, so. That's about where Indiana would be uh, if they were fully healthy. It just feels like Ohio State, if Ohio State's brand name was an Ohio State, and Vegas is different, but for the committee, if Ohio State wasn't named Ohio State, why, what, what separates their resume, what they've actually done on the field from what USC has done on the field? There's not much separation, I don't think. Well, I mean, I, I hear you on that one. Uh, it, they, they are getting significantly the benefit of the doubt, but... I mean, statistically speaking, they're far superior. I mean, SC, I mean, I can't believe you guys are defending the SC. I mean, I get going after Ohio State, but that, that's I, all I'm this not is. sure that SC should be the team. I mean, they're they're very fortunate. They don't have two or three losses on the, uh, on their uh, schedule and their column right now, and I think they actually lose this weekend. Yeah, this isn't me trying to put uh, USC into the playoff. I don't think they deserve to be there either. I'm just saying that it's funny that USC and, and Ohio State have basically done the exact same thing, played the same number of games. Uh, really, neither one of them have wins that are uh, eye-opening, yet somehow Ohio State's fourth and USC's 13th. And like I said, from a Vegas standpoint, I get it. But from the committee standpoint, it's like, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the criteria here? Is it just being called Ohio State? Yeah. Because they're good at that. <laughs> yeah, and... I, to me, I, I mean, I'm kind of with you. At some point, you got to play the season. Otherwise, I mean, let's just do a Vegas power rating and you know, play a couple games, and let, let, let's get to the playoff every year. And I mean, and obviously, it's going to be uh, you know some combination of the three of the same four teams every single year. I mean, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State are, are unless something dramatic happens, are basically three of the top four teams almost every single year. So, yeah, I I, I get I, I know why most people are, are frustrated because they don't grasp the Vegas thing. I, I guess that's why I'm not. As, but I, I guess they're trying to be a little too much like it. That I mean, at some point, that the games should absolutely matter. I mean, one part it should be you know who's the best team, but also you know who's had the best season. I'm not sure you could say that with the Buckeyes only playing five games. Well, you said the the top four Vegas power ratings. I'm curious, are your top four the four that are currently there? I told Fred yesterday my top four are the same four that are in now. Not that I think that Ohio State in in real life warrants being there, but I do think they're one of the four best. Yeah, believe it or not, people you'll get real pushback here. I got Georgia four and Notre Dame five. I've got them separated Georgia, by a half point, so I don't I don't think it's not okay. too crazy. I just think Georgia with JT Daniels right now. I mean, I I think they're the, probably the fourth best team in the country. Okay, yeah, you won't get pushback from me on that. Although. I mean, obviously, Notre Dame with the win over Clemson is a it's a feather in their cap, and if they lose no, again, no doubt about that. No, no, I mean, 
that's the biggest power rating. I mean, Notre Dame should be absolutely where they, they should be ranked in, in the committee. So they should be number two, just based on, you know, what they've done so far this season. And anytime you've got a difference, I'm not worried, you know, well, I got this team number five in my power ratings and, you know, the, or number two. or If it's just, a, you know, a couple of uh, differences as far as the rating, I mean, then I, I default to, you know, what have they actually done this season? And, yeah, I have no qualms with Notre Dame being number two right now. Well, let's jump into some of the games. I heard you mention that you think USC loses this weekend. I, I take it that the uh, the Ducks as three point fa- or three point dogs had show some value for you uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean that's probably me being a, <laughs> a little too strong there, but I mean I would certainly lean Oregon's way. And I look, I, I've watched enough football to know that. Uh, I mean, you can only skin the cat so many different ways, and SC's been very fortunate now in three games. Uh, where, you know, they, they, they t- kind of don't turn on the light switch until, you know, when they absolutely have to. And I'll tell you another thing I like in Oregon's behalf is I just think they're the better team at the line of scrimmage. I mean, USC is very one-dimensional. I mean, they failed the top 100 rush yards in each of their last three games. So uh, I think Oregon beats them. Brad Powers is our guest talking some college football here, some college football lines. Uh, tomorrow night, Maction, the MAC championship, Ball State, at Buffalo or Ball State against Buffalo, 13 points. Uh, I liked Ball State a lot. I, Ball State was probably my favorite MAC team coming into this season. I knew Buffalo would be favored if they got to this point, but I kind of like getting almost two touchdowns with, uh, with with Ball, and I like that the number's pushing you know, up. It opens at 12. It's at 13 now, some 13 and a halfs on the board. Do you think we get two touchdowns, and which side do you like? I like Ball State. Uh, I, I, I certainly would wait for the 14. But, uh, yeah, I think you're paying a premium on how impressive Buffalo has been. But let, let's be quite frank. I mean, they played in by far the weaker of the two divisions in the MAC. And, and Ball State's a very experienced team. And while I agree with you, Buffalo deserves to be a favorite and a significant one, I just think, you know, upwards of two touchdowns is a little pricey. So I will take the Cardinals. About uh, talking about Notre Dame and Clemson, Clemson 10.5 point favorites this time. Uh, is, that, is that too much? No, I think it's right. I mean, I went last week and tweeted it out, you know, kind of my projections of the championship game lines, and I had Clemson 10.5, so it's right on the on the number for me. I don't have a strong opinion. I still lean Clemson, although, you know, <laughs> would have much rather had uh, when it opened up last week. There were some shops that, that, that had it, uh, you know, in the single-digit range. I just trust the team that lost the, the, the first of the two matchups to make more adjustments uh, the second go around, and obviously Trevor Lawrence in the lineup. A couple of key defensive starters back in the lineup. Notre Dame is losing; has lost their starting center since that game. So, added up for me, I, I, I lean towards the Tigers. Louisiana uh, plus three at Coastal. Everyone loves Coastal. I've been saying if Coastal runs into a team that can run the ball consistently against them, they're going to be in trouble. That sounds like Louisiana to me. Is Louisiana a live dog here? Yeah, Louisiana, I think, wins. It's probably my favorite play of the week, although I did bet it before it dropped it. You know, I got the hook, uh, plus three and a half, but I'd still take Louisiana. I do think they win it. I think it's a bad spot, once again, for Coast Carolina. They have played, you know, two uh, games in a row against BYU and Troy that basically came down to the final play, final possession, you, you name it. And meanwhile, Louisiana has been, you know, sitting at home the last couple of weeks preparing for this game. Coastal lost their starting left tackle last week. That didn't, you know, <laughs> please the head coach, Jamie Chadwell. He, in fact, you know, kind of called out the commissioner of the conference, the fact that they had to play a game last week. So, for me, I think Louisiana gets revenge. They win the game outright. 
Uh, last one before we let you go, Bama at Florida. I, I think 17, kind of the value has been taken out of Bama, and, and rightfully so. But I, I've been playing Bama first-half team total overs. This week it's set at 23-and-a-half, and I see no reason at all why they can't score 24 points against this Florida defense in the first half of this game. Do you think I'm wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, that's the, the only way to go would be, you know, Alabama in that regard. And Alabama first half spread sounds good to me. Hell, even Alabama full game spread, you know, would be the way I'd lean. I, it's tough stepping in front of a team that's covered seven straight games by 14 points per game. And, you know, let's be quite frank. I mean, they're getting a lot of that margin in the first half. I mean, they're, they're, it's not like they're keeping their foot on the gas pedal. I mean, if they decide to do it, I mean, they they, they could really, you know, separate themselves here. So all that sounds good to me. Uh, a combination of all that, and I think you might have a really good night. All right, that's Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com, at bradpowers7 on Twitter. Appreciate the time, Brad. We'll talk to you uh, We'll talk to you before the bowl games crank up. All right, sounds good. Take care, right, guys. take care, bud. All right, quick break. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. we got a little gem of the day coming up. And uh, it, it might make you cringe. We'll just have to stick around and find out. It's a Blitz. You're listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. A little gym of the day coming up, but uh, we'll let you know Taylor McCarg will be joining us at uh, 6 o'clock. And uh, 6.15, we'll go over the NFL lines one more time because A.J.'s going to be gone tomorrow. So uh, get, get your thoughts on that. I'll tell you what. It's hard to find value this week. It is. The, the, it is. Them boys in the desert are sharp. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a few. I I um, next week it, it, next week and week seventeen become a little easier because then you you've got more clear motivation angles. Right. This this week we mentioned it yesterday. Literally everybody but the Falcons in the NFC still has a, ch- a shot at making the playoffs. Most teams in the AFC do too. So it's harder to find where where teams' motivation lie at, but. Uh, next week we'll have some some edges, but this this is a real sharp week for Vegas, man. In, in my against my numbers, yeah, I I I could find almost no value, and, and when you're doing that, you're kind of guessing how you think the game's going to go, and and I, I don't like doing that because it never works out well. well. I don't say it never works out well; sometimes it does. But um, all right, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. Jeweler gem of the day. All right. Uh, I guess you guys probably never did wind up using any dating apps, right? Because you were already no. married when all that yeah. stuff started. I I was already on to wife number three and a half by the time. I mean, I, there was dating services that I did, but didn't really do the the Tinder or Hinge. Now, a while back, I did. I used the OG dating service, which was called AOL Instant Messenger. Ah, now that was how you'd get laid back in the day. But I see. I don't think that exists anymore. So, mm. and if it does, my AOL account's long been shut down. 
I still see people with Hotmail accounts. That always makes me laugh. Yeah. I think Craig Larson has a Hotmail. I think you're right. I think he does. Yeah. Um, Honestly, if, you're, if your email address is Hotmail or Yahoo, it's kind of weird in 2020, right? I, I don't know. Most A lot of people had Yahoo ones. They just still have them. Well, Hotmail, too. But, or AOL. Or, yeah, yeah. AOL's a real weird one. But <laughs> or Netscape. Norman Chad has an AOL one. That's so crazy. Which, it's, it's so funny whenever I talk to him. And so it, I but, worked with a guy who, like, this, we're talking about in, like, 2006, 2007, was still paying for AOL. And I was like, dude, you realize you don't have to pay for your email anymore. He's like, what? <laughs> well, yep. That's how you learn. No, speaking of Craig Larson, I'll be. Uh, oh yeah, Larson has AOL. I'll be. I'll be told me. Yeah, I'll be doing uh, a spot with David Gow on Monday on the network before our show. Uh, he's he's filling in for Matt Peralt, so I'm going to be a guest with with David Gow. All right. Anyway, we were talking about these Tinder and and this is called Hinge apparently. Okay. All right. Here is the danger of getting on one of these sites. Catfish. Um. No, not okay. quite. All right, all right. This is worse than being catfished. Let's say you get on there and you get a match. And it says, we think you two should meet. And you go and you look. And it's your little brother. Because that's what happened to this oh. girl. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the dating site matched uh, Brooke Averick, who's 24 years old. Yeah, she's from Pennsylvania. And you know he's actually kind of handsome. Her, not so much. But it it uh, it matched a brother and sister, and apparently it went uh, viral on TikTok when they're showing everybody. It's like, yeah, we think you should meet. And it's like, well, we're already spending Thanksgiving together, and uh, they had some fun with it. But is that not the? I, I don't know. That would be like my fear would be matching with my ex wife or something. You know, because I mean, I have I mean, to. That wouldn't be good. No, no. But I mean, your own brother. That well, that's not good either. I, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. It, that is illegal and in little, many states, and a little bit gross. Better than your daughter, though. Yeah, that's true. That's worst case scenario. Or your mom. That what? Or, which one's or her worse? son. I don't know. Mm. Like if you show up on a blind date and it's your mom or your daughter, which Ugh. one's more awkward? Ugh. What if you're on a, <laughs> one of those like sugar daddy websites and you fa- and like matched oh. up with? Uh. <laughs> No. You just bite your tongue, buddy. Bite your tongue. That's disgusting. <laughs> that was your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. A uh, friend of mine says his brother still has a prodigy.com address. Mm. Uh, remember, everyone's internet. Yeah, that was... That was one of the early advertisers on 1560, as I recall. And said, everyone's internet. My, how things have changed. Because I, I, I remember being on AOL where it had the dial up and it had to find the number and, you know, and you'd sit there and, and try different numbers. But back in the online poker days, that could be a pain in the ass if one yeah. of them got too full. So, um, 618, what if you matched with your current wife? <laughs> That'd be awkward, yeah, too. Yeah, that would be awkward. You know, just um, if if she's on Ashley Madison or whatever, that's probably not a good sign. But <laughs> I mean, they wrote a song about that. It was just before online dating. What 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 was that? Escape. That I, Pina Colada song. Oh, I, is that they what? both write into a newspaper, like the classified section of a newspaper, and they're like, 
hey, I'm really tired of this this person I'm with. I hate my life. I'd rather just run away with you. And then they respond to each other, show up to meet on this blind date, and it's the other one. Does that rekindle their marriage? Yes, for well, some weird. reason, which everybody has always pointed out. If you were writing to an anonymous person saying, I hate my wife, and I sh- you show up and your wife is there, I have a feeling she wouldn't go, oh, I hated you too. But you know what? This just fixes everything. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I, I'd be like, okay, well, this date ain't happening. See you at home. Yeah. That'd be the end of it. All right, 713-780-ESPN. I was hoping to have sex with someone else. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, really? Please. Instead, I, I get to not have sex with anybody else instead of not having sex with you. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. And And the problem is the whole pina colada thing. Because who the hell... Both people drink pina coladas. Are you kidding me? I mean, I like a nice pina colada myself. I know Fred doesn't. No, I don't. So that's good news. Fred and I will never meet up on a blind date over pina coladas. I don't mind getting caught in the rain. I hate getting caught in the rain. So we wouldn't match. I'm a baby about weather. Yeah. None of us have half a brain, though. That's true. Yeah, this is this would be this is just well, plus I just hate this. This song. would open up the next three segments for Josh Ennis. But <laughs> all right, quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Taylor McCarg up next. Seven five.